Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 649. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Uh, they're free, including postage and handling. I've got some songs, I've got letters, and a strong message from the Lord. Right now, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for being our guardian, for being our protector, for being uh, with us, that you battle for us, Lord God. All we have to do is just keep your commandments, and there's no man that can stand before us. Uh, all the world, all the Goliaths of the world, all the boxing champions of the world, all of the murderous bastards in the world, Father, they can't stand before us because you are more powerful than all of them put together. And I just praise and thank the Lord. That gives me so much peace, Lord, to know that you're with me. And all the idiots that think that uh, I pay attention to what they say, like people in the church that usurp authority and think it upon themselves to do things that are not ordained of you, Lord. Uh, let uh, them be more ashamed and let them be leaving the church, Father, because uh, they're troublemakers. They're usurpers of authorities. They're uh, actually sinners, satanic people. Because you uh, told us that the first usurper of authority was Satan himself. He desired to take over heaven. And now he uh, has desired to take over earth. And he he did that for a while until you came into the world, Jesus. And that you showed Satan and all his uh, stupid, idiotic people, his satanic people, that no matter what they do, it's going to be your will that gets done. And they act so serious in that they're just uh, fighting to get some recognition in this world when uh, they don't have anything to be recognized. They don't have anything in them whatsoever. They're just uh, exalting themselves and also wanting people to follow them rather than the one that you've called. Uh, to handle uh, this job uh, in these last days. And so, Lord, I am uh, saying this also to the people of Jericho out there and the people of AI and all the other people, these ungodly societies. Lord, I ask that in Burma, Lord, you took care of them last night. And uh, they uh, just believe... uh, in something that is a false idol, an idol which is false. Lord, I open the windows of heaven and let everybody be taught from you so that they don't get in trouble. All I'm trying to do is tell people, Father, by your spirit, is what to do to stay out of trouble with you. Because once they're in trouble with you, they don't live any longer. Once you get angry with them, uh, you don't smile on them. You... Look at them with hatred. You hate uh, Esau. You hate people that sell their soul for a bowl of lentils. So, Lord, let them learn. Let the whole world tune in because we're, uh, I believe, all over the world now. 
and let them tune in so that they can learn how to not make you angry, so angry that you kill them and then send their wretched souls to hell. Lord, you made them and uh, they keep disobeying you and as they disobey you, you harden their heart. And you don't harden their heart just for no reason at all. Once they reject your word, you reject them. If they don't sow mercy by listening to your word and giving it to other people, sowing your word to other people, which is the seed of life, then there's no need for them to continue on earth. And the more that these messages go out and the more they know what to do and the more they don't do it, the more you're going to pour out your wrath on them. And it's getting now to where people in this the United States of America and places all over the world better pay attention to what I'm saying because what I'm saying is coming from you. And I know that the people know that because I get so many letters stating that people know that the things that you've given me to write and the things that you've given me to say are from God. I don't know of anybody on this earth that's been called in the supernatural way that I have, Lord. And I owe you my entire life, my heart, all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, and all my strength. And everybody else does too. And I'm just praying that through these messages that the people of the world, the sinner out there, will uh, repent. You didn't come to save righteous people, the phonies that are attempting to tell people what to do, which is not what you've told uh, them to tell people what to do, but they're telling people what they uh, want them to hear. Give money, give money to us. Of course, Lord, that is not your message. Your message um, is to give tithes and offerings, otherwise they're robbing you. But I pray, Lord, that you'll pour out the rest of the entire Bible message to them. And um, otherwise, uh, if they don't learn it now, it's too late uh, to dally or to dilly-dally. The time is at hand. We're in the book of Revelation very deeply and the plagues are coming down. Those that have not received earthquakes, tsunamis, twisters, typhoons, and all these different things, or um, you've hit them with every kind of disease there's going. And here there's one out of every four people in many parts of the world that have AIDS. Uh, some places one out of three. And it's, I think it's that way here in the United States. I don't know, Father. If it is, let me know. Uh, and also heart trouble and um, one out of four have heart trouble um, they have obese problems they're too fat morbidly obese they uh, are into uh, satanic things that they can't seem to pull themselves out of because they don't focus on you they don't pray to you. They don't communicate with you. They don't read your word. They don't know how to stop from doing satanic things that they think are secret, but they're not secret. You know all about everything people are doing. 
person called me last night and stated that he had some problem and uh, it was so um, nasty of a problem and I don't want to tell it on radio but it's the thing that many people are into today and he says I don't know how to get rid of it <laughs> rebuke the devil resist him and he'll flee from you don't think I said when you're doing that to yourself just uh, try to remember at that time that the Lord is watching you. And if you're fantasizing about other people that are not your wife, well, uh, the Lord is uh, watching you. And if you look at a woman, whether in fantasy or otherwise, I mean, you're... In lust, you're committing adultery with her or fornication. And so that alone should be enough from, uh, to cause you from doing that sort of thing to yourself. Why will you send your soul to that horrible place in hell, in the lake of fire, and forsake, just give up heaven, where there's so much ecstasy there, not the kind of ecstasy that people fantasize about in this world because there's no filth in heaven. Everything is clean and beautiful and full of ecstasy, deep ecstasy, where there's no desire for any fleshy thing whatsoever. Lord, I pray that you'll give everybody a real good dose of uh, your word, and show them how to escape the hands of Satan. But it has to be a disciplined thing with ourselves. We have to discipline ourselves to be disciplined by the Holy Spirit. And we have to be disciplined, Lord, to not take our rage out on people that say that we're having sexual intercourse with little girls and so on. I don't even have any desire for any kind of sex. I'm almost 74 years old, these filthy liars out there. Filth. Lord, you stated that people's eyes in their heads will dissolve and their rotten lying tongues. A lot of people say, well, that's from atomic bomb blasts. Lord, you can do that just with your word. You don't have to wait for man to do something. You can take people's lives in a breath, just in one, just like you did. You pulled the breath in and out of me in that office almost 44 years ago. You can just pull the one breath that's in people's wretched bodies, decaying bodies, filthy bodies, bodies that need attending to you can pull a breath out of them at your will so everybody that has problems and you don't know how to get rid of them just remember that god is watching you father i say that uh, they that they will stop sinning that they will begin that they begin fearing you with all their heart soul mind and strength and they begin doing your commandments that their souls might be saved in the church strengthened the body of Christ strengthened. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, bind Satan and uh, 
open doors for us that uh, have never been opened before, Lord. All the doors that you want. Don't give us too much uh, that we would sin and begin living the way that you don't want us to live. And don't give us too little. Give us what we need, Lord, to win the world to you. In Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. And, um, you know, reading the word of God is like dining with the Lord. You're dining on the word of God. And the Lord says he spread a table before the presence of our enemies. Here's all this luscious food from the word of God. And here I am to sing for you. Come and dine with the Lord. Jesus has a table spread where the saints have got our bed. He invites his chosen people, come and dine. Where there's manna, heat of feed, as fly every need. Oh, tis sweet to sup with Jesus all the time. Come and dine, the master calleth, come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who fed the multitude took the water into wine To the hungry corners now, come and dine The disciples came to land, thus obeying Christ's command For the master called to them, now come and dine There they found the heart's desire, bread and fish upon the fire Thus he satisfies the hungry every time Come and dine, come and dine You may feast at Jesus' table all the time you who fed the multitude, who no water into one, to the hungry corner now, come and dine. Soon the Lamb will take his bride to be ever at his side. All the host of heaven will assemble be. Or it will be a glorious sight, all the saints in spotless white. And with Jesus they will feast eternally. Come and dine, the master calleth, come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who fed the multitude, who no water into wine, to the hungry calleth now, come and dine. Come and dine, the master calleth, come and dine. Oh, and, um, come and dine, yeah, come and read the Bible, come and uh, fill your soul with the Holy Spirit and eternal life that's what dining with jesus is all right we have uh letters uh where's the first one from uh, sharon kenya africa okay let's hear what they have to say dear pastor i salute you and your entire christian family in the mighty name of our lord jesus christ Me yeah that's right you know we're the family of the lord uh we're not part of the government we're part uh we're pilgrims passing through are like lambs among wolves and uh, that's why the wolves are trying to devour the children of God and um, the book of um, Revelation it talks about this woman that has 12 stars in her crown it's representative of Israel that's uh, not all Israel is Israel, but it's talking about the believers in God. And so she flees into a wilderness somewhere where uh, the Lord protects this woman and her seed. That's us. So we're out here preaching the gospel um, fearlessly in this wicked world, uh, praying that people will take hold on to it. We're the family of God. And... Um, 
the rest of the people are like pharaohs and pharaoh's children, people that want to come and kill you. They come after you in chariots. They come after you with bullets and bombs and guns and tanks and flamethrowers like they did at Waco. And they take part in blowing up the federal building and the World Trade Center. Uh, so that it, uh, and blame it on people that really didn't do it. And, you know, they're so uh, stupid. And the people are more stupid than they are because they hired a few Arabs to do that um, just so that we'll go in there. They have their own culture, their own society, and we're supposed to preach the gospel to them, not bomb them or destroy them and their little children and everything, but we're supposed to preach the gospel to them. We have to be harmless. Uh, why says the old devil, knowing that we can't just walk into, you know, a pay, paint a, uh, like, bullseye on the back of our T-shirts or sweatshirts and on the front of it and say, here we are, you know, come on, kill us. Now, that isn't what we're all about. We want to win their souls to the Lord. And, you know, and uh, people that are of Pharaoh, people that are of Jericho, people are that are of um, AI and Agag, and all these other bad people, are they like representative or figures or types or... Um, uh, of the different people that are living on earth today. And just like the people of Moses, uh, of God, that were with Moses, God protected them. He put a clouds over them during the day so they wouldn't get uh, burnt with the sun. And he put a flame of fire over them at uh, nighttime to warm them up when the wilderness got cold. And also that uh, flame of fire would lead them wherever the Lord wanted them to go. Well, that flame of fire is symbolic of the Holy Spirit, and the cloud of protection is what the Lord protects us with. He, he is there in the cloud. He's there in the fire. He's everywhere. The Lord is everywhere. And he, if we're walking in the Spirit, we don't have to fear these things on this earth. We just have to follow the Spirit. Not may look at times like we're um, uh, in danger. And we would be if we get out of the spirit. So don't think that you're going to just, just because you're a Christian, that God is going to uh, do all these things for you. You have to be conscious of God. Uh, that's why he says to pray without ceasing, because you don't know from one minute to the next that somebody will bust down your door and come in and, uh, and uh, kill you. I have had my door busted down in Florida where they came in with guns and they had them pointed at me. And here I didn't have any weapons at all. We eat with spoons. Um, and they just like they were coming against public enemy number one uh, when they were trying to frame me by saying I want to kidnap a federal judge. My, 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 my. What in the world would I want with any people of government, a federal judge? I could see me, you know, putting him in the basement, you know, with chains on him and everything. I don't do stuff like that. That's the stuff that you see in movies. 
That's a, that's your satanic movies that you people produce and watch. Those of you that don't produce it, you watch them. Oh, and you just get so involved in them. But Christians don't do that. You should read the Bible and see how Christians operate so that you'll be able to understand where we're coming from. We're the ones that uh, would be in danger if we weren't, uh, if we didn't have the Lord in us. And if he wasn't leading us about by this flame of fire, the Holy Spirit in the cloud during the day. So I just thank and praise the Lord for his spirit, because many times he has rescued me from death. Um, and the Lord says that his people perish because of a lack of knowledge. His people don't have knowledge, and many of them get killed, murdered. Um, uh, even the President of the United States put out a contract on me, President Clinton. I mean, uh, and the Lord made him go through, I think it was four bypass surgeries. So far, I haven't gone through any of that, and I'm almost 74 years old. Come September, I will be. And uh, you people are dying like flies. Look at the way these phonies age. Look at them on TV. Um, Bush, you don't look the same no more, okay? And this guy don't look the same no more, Mr. Bush and Mr. Clinton. You people must know, somebody has to tell you that you're wicked and that you need to repent. Is that hurting you because I'm telling you the truth of how to save you and get your soul saved with the Lord and to serve him? All right, well, it's, um, we are the family of God. We're here on earth, and we're here to kill Satan in you and bring you to the Lord, to where the Lord will enter your life and give you immortality, eternal life. Is that bad? Are we doing something wrong to you? Did God do something wrong to you by sending me into the world? No. I may very well be your last chance to receive salvation, eternal life, through the word that I'm preaching, which is actually Christ. Okay, Sharon, they have some more to say in this letter, I'm sure. Amen? Yes. Okay, let's hear it. Me, my household, my friends, and our local church here are blessed to read your literature and to live changed Christian lives through your inspired tracks. Right. You know how many hundreds of thousands or millions of people that have been saved from reading my literature and listening to my broadcast. Okay, then what? We are extremely happy that God is teaching, encouraging, and saving us through the several messages put down by the writer. It is my sincere request that you send us some more spiritual food from your anointed library of Tony Alamo literature, cassettes and some Bibles at your disposal. See, that's what the Lord says. He says that if God takes me out of this world, that the works that I have done will continue. The literature that I've written and spread throughout the world is going to go on. If I should go out before the Lord comes back, my works will follow me. There's no way that you can get rid of the Apostle Paul. You can't get rid of God. You can't get rid of Jesus. You can't get rid of Paul, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Peter, any of these people, or Moses, or all the prophets, or all the apostles. 
and those that have laid their lives down and have published and have uh, recorded. This right here, I've actually done about a thousand of these messages, and this is uh, 649 that I've done in a row. I've already done one message today, and this is the second one. And I intend to do another one. Uh, that will be 650. 650. That's not including the interviews that I've done with Greg Szymanski. And uh, the people that are hitting our website is just unbelievable. Uh, but it is believable because I believe what I'm seeing. All right, uh, Sharon, let's hear the rest of this letter. We remain blessed, looking forward to hearing and receiving from you soon. May God the Most High bless you and your household. Yours, forgiven and saved, David Kissero from Eldoret, Kenya, Africa. All right, do you have another letter? Yes. Okay, where's this one from? From Ghana, Africa. See, all the Africans, uh, some people say, well, you're prejudiced. No. I mean, we have more followers in Africa, I believe. At least they're more verbal than the ones we have anywhere else in the world. And yet, Argentina was the number one person that hit our website this week. And then Mexico. We're getting to the Latin American countries, uh, the Latino countries, let's put it that way. Uh, the Latin Argentine countries, uh, the Latin people in Mexico, and all over the world, even Puerto Rico and France and Italy. These are all, um, are actually Lat Latinos and Latinas. All right, let's hear this one. Dear Sir, Tony Alamo, I'm writing you this letter with great joy and happiness and also filled with the Holy Spirit. I have heard about your wonderful deeds and how God has been using you in so many ways by winning more souls for the Lord. Your ministry has been a blessing to many people around the world, and I am one of those people. May God Almighty give you 100 more years to add to what you have. Amen. Sir, I've been a person who used to be an agent of the evil one. He used me to do many bad things, but I give God the glory that he has saved me from that. One of my friends preached to me about God and his love that he has for us. That same friend had once led me to do all the bad things I've been doing, but then he told me how he read a certain book called The Messiah, and that was the end of his bad deeds. He is now a born-again child of God. Praise the Lord. From the day he preached to me, I received a different mind and started to serve the Lord. So please, sir, kindly send me a Bible and also the book that has been doing wonderful works in people when they read it, called The Messiah, and also some of your newsletters to distribute to people. I hope my letter will get to you in good health and under the protection of our Lord Jesus Christ. I also need your prayers to help me do the good deeds of God. May God richly bless you abundantly. Amen. Yours in the Lord, Ampoma Dixon from Ashanti, Ghana, Africa. All right, praise the Lord. Okay, so um, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew five seventeen through 19 stated, Think not, don't you ever dare think that I am have come into this world to destroy the law, the moral law, or the things that the prophets have told of me and the things that are to come. I am not come to destroy the law, but I came into this world to fulfill it. 
to bring it to pass. The law was given by Moses, but the power of God, grace and truth, the truth of the entire Bible came by Jesus Christ because he is God himself come in the flesh. And so people have to receive that if you want to be saved. Uh, was um, David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. Amen? Amen. And turn not aside from anything that the Lord God commanded all the days of his life except one thing. One thing got him in trouble. Save only in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. He stole Uriah's wife when he had 99 wives that God gave him. And that he married his wife and sent him out on the battlefield to be killed. First Kings 15.5 Well, we can learn everything about righteousness and sin and all these different things in the Bible. Amen. Well, we're going back now. Let's see, what chapter were we in? Chapter 9? Yes. Verse 30 in the book of Romans. What shall we say then? This is Paul talking, the Apostle Paul, who wrote more than two-thirds of the New Testament because he was murdering Christians. He was the worst of sinners. And that should be an encouragement to all people that have sinned and thought that they can't be saved from uh, the uh, former sins that you committed. And sense of ignorance, of course, the Bible says that. What shall we say then? That the uh, Gentiles, which followed not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith? Right, because Gentiles, if they believe, they, they're saved. At first, they were unrighteous. They followed after um, unrighteousness. The Gentiles which followed not after righteousness, that means that they were unrighteous. They have now attained, because of faith, to righteousness. Because the Lord loves people that believe him and his son that he sent into the world. And his son that he sent into the world is also the word of God. So God loves us that love his word, that believe his word, that don't believe anybody else. Even the righteousness which is of faith. You cannot be saved unless you have faith in God's word. You cannot be healed if you don't believe in God's word. You can't receive God's blessings unless you have faith in his word. Now, people that are suffering from these self-inflicted sins that they keep there, they keep sinning. They don't uh, have faith in that Jesus is watching, that the Father and is marking everything that you're doing down in the book of uh, records. There's the book of life, and then there's uh, all the books of records. And we're, the Lord is going to judge you by what you did that was right and what you did which was wrong. There's a scale. There's a just scale. 
and just balances. Verse 31. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Well, what does that mean? They're following after righteousness. Yes, because, but they're not believing God's word by his faith. Just because you have never, you may have never sinned before in your life, but the Adamic sin is still on your soul. And even if you didn't commit a sin, you have committed sins because if you're not serving the Lord, that's the same as witchcraft. And you're not sowing mercy, and so therefore you're not going to receive any mercy on the day of judgment. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Well, what is the law of righteousness? It's the law of faith. That's what it is. Uh, it's absolutely against the law to disbelieve God. Because if you disbelieve God, you're damned. That's how powerful that law is and how intense it is. The, behold the goodness of God and also the severity of God. You mean to say he'd send our souls to hell just because we don't believe him? Yes, because you believe in something in this world. You believe in Satan. You believe in the world government, which is the Antichrist, and you're going to take the mark of the beast on your forehead or on your hand, or you've already taken it in your heart. You've received Satan into your heart. The Bible says the whole world is deceived. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And that's why it's really a bugger uh, to have these ungodly people that are going to hell to judge us. And they judge us unrighteously because they're not judging us according to the law of God. They're uh, uh, judging us according to their own law that they made up, which is totally according to the word of God. Their law is no law at all. Their law is evil, and they're not to, people are not to judge by that law. They're judging not according to God. Wherefore? Why? In other words, because they, the Jews sought it not by faith. In other words, uh, the Lord said, you are to, the first command is to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So if you believe that, then you must find out what God loves, because he's, uh, if you don't love him, the word of God, he is the word of God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, then uh, you don't have faith. Because you don't even have any mercy to uh, preach the word of God to people that don't have faith. And how does faith come? It comes by hearing the word of God. Hearing and hearing by the word. So how does they they have not uh, they have not uh, attained to the law of righteousness? Why? Wherefore? Verse thirty-two, because they they thought they were seeking the Lord, but they sought it not by faith. They thought all they had to do is if somebody commits adultery, stone them to death, not preach to them and try to save their soul, but stone them to death. But as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled 
at that stumbling stone. Well, the Bible says that Christ is that stumbling stone because uh, it's just hard to believe that this Jesus that came to this earth did not rescue the Jews, but uh, and he didn't conquer them. He allowed them, this God, to nail him to the cross. And so that's a stumbling stone to the Jews. And really, the people uh, that are Gentiles are not really taking that to heart. Now, I'm not saying that every Gentile or every Jew is not uh, taking it to heart, but I'm saying the world, the world of Jews and the world of Gentiles. Now, verse 33, as it is written, behold, I lay in Sion. That's the name of my boy. I named him S-I-O-N, Sion. It's the same thing as Zion or Zion. I lay in Zion, a stumbling stone and rock of offense. They're offended at Jesus because he didn't come down and destroy all those Roman soldiers, all those Catholics. You know, there's... um a sign that we used to have here in the United States of America. It says, and it was made especially for the Catholics that have infiltrated in this country. And it's that flag said, don't tread on me, Catholics. And that's what they're doing is treading on you. Don't tread on me. People back then had uh, a fight. They used to fight against uh, Satan and his cult. Uh, These Catholics that are like uh, termites that worm their way into every phase of life to destroy people's souls. So as it is written, behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone. Well, what is that? That's the word of God. That's Jesus. He, people stumble over his word. So they stumble, uh, lay in sign, a stumbling stone and rock of offense. And whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Well, we're making you people ashamed. We're putting you out to open shame here on earth, the Antichrist devil says. Yeah, but Satan, you're about ready to be cast into hell and all your followers, and so you're going to be ashamed eternally. Uh, Jesus despised the shame of the cross, but he went through with it because he realized that that shame was only for a moment. It was only for a little while, and then... He became the uh, rock of ages. First, uh, chapter 10. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Well, we hate Jews, uh, the uh, Catholics say. That's their number one enemy, they say. Why? Because they're Satan's church. And Jesus came into the world through the Jews. And they hate the Jews because they brought forth Jesus Christ. That whole nation came from a dead woman's womb. 
in the loins of a dead man, Abraham and Sarah. They were both dead so far as being able to produce a, a child. And all the Jews come from those two. And um, Rebecca, the 10-year-old girl, she became 30 years old, and then she bare. And her husband at that time was 60. And she bare, uh, I'm telling you, the, the word of God, all right? You don't like that? Well, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved, that they might go to heaven, that they will not go to hell. I don't want them to go to hell. Why? Because the Spirit of God is in me, and the Spirit of God does not want them to go to hell. I'm dead, but the Spirit of God lives in me. The Spirit of Christ, the Father, the Holy Spirit lives in me. Verse 2, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge, in other words, to faith. They don't know the whole word. They didn't follow it. They didn't uh, listen to the prophets or Moses. Verse 3, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, which is Christ, by faith to believe in Christ, for they, they, they're, they're ignorant to that. And that's why ignorance is not as bad as knowing the truth and then doing everything in your vicious little filthy mind and spirit to do evil against the people that God has supernaturally called to come into this world and bring the gospel to you. So if they're just ignorant, then it stands to reason that there needs to be somebody to bring the gospel to them so that they're not ignorant anymore. For they, verse 3, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God, which is by faith. Like, I'll give you an example. One time, Sue and I were looking for a new building because we were just exploding out of Crescent Heights, and we'd go down to Santa Monica because we like Santa Monica. It's right on the beach there, and uh, there's all kinds of uh, uh, souls down there. They come in from all over the world and go to the beach, uh, down to P.O.P. and all the other beaches down there. And so the man, it was uh, this what they call the Sabbath. Of course, uh, we know now that the Sabbath is a seven-day Sabbath, we rest from all of our old works. And so he, uh, we went into this building, he says, I can't turn on the lights. And they do that to this very day. So they have, the, this is their own righteousness. They just think that they are not to do any labor on the Sabbath. When Jesus came in and said, look, at you know, if one of your uh, donkeys go, falls into a pit. Are you not going to pull them out on the Sabbath? And so they were demeaning him and uh, upbraiding him for healing somebody on the Sabbath. Certainly he must be of the Lord if he's raising people from the dead and healing them with uh, his words, which are the Holy Spirit in their life. So this uh, Jew says, I can't do it. Well, I don't think that's righteousness because he's saying, 
you people can sin, but I won't because I am righteous. Well, how would you be righteous if you're saying, you, I, I want you to send your souls to hell so that I can remain righteous? No, that's just the opposite of the word of the Lord. The Lord wants us to go to heaven, too. I mean, uh, the way he was talking, if I didn't know the gospel, he's trying to make us feel like dogs, and he's exalting himself as though he were righteous. For they, the Jews, being ignorant of God's righteousness, they don't know anything about God's righteousness. And even their own law, they're supposed to be... They believe that uh, everybody, they have sin on their soul, and they know that they sin, because they sin by telling us to turn on the light and not him. Because turning on the light is labor, and they're not supposed to labor on the Sabbath, they say. But now uh, the Lord says that our Sabbath is to come unto him, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you Sabbath. Rest for your souls. And that is, if you walk in me every day, you're resting every day in the Sabbath. But of course, the Jew, the majority of them are uh, ignorant of these things, of God's righteousness. They're supposed to have faith. So Jesus healed on the Sabbath day. And um, they went through cornfields, and they rubbed the corn in their hands until all the kernels came off, and then they ate. And they're not supposed to uh, pick corn on the Sabbath, not to heal people on the Sabbath. Well, the Lord said, now that's all over with. If you believe in me now, I am the promised one. I am the one that uh, the entire law of sacrifices in the Bible was all about. Abel, the son of Adam and Eve, he acknowledged the blood of Jesus. And therefore, he was righteous, righteous Abel. But Cain didn't. He believed that you could offer anything to God rather than what God wants you to offer and that he could be saved. So he sacrificed apples and oranges and, uh, you know, vegetables, carrots and cucumbers and things like that. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, which is faith in Christ, in the word, in going about to establish their own righteousness. In other words, I am not turning on the light. I am of God. Oh, no, he wasn't. I told him, Ephraim, no. And uh, the Lord uh, to stop me from witnessing to him. He said, nah, the guy's not, he's gone submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. So if people submit themselves by faith unto the word of God, well, then they're righteous. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness, so far as righteousness is concerned. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the whole word of God, and thou shalt be saved. So again, I say, verse 4, for Christ is the end of the law, in other words, the condemnation of the law, so that you can be righteous to everyone that has faith, to everyone that believes. Do you believe that Christ is the right one to listen to instead of the Antichrist? Well, then the law of God will not... Uh, condemn you, send you to hell. Verse 5, 
For Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth these things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith, so you can live by them, but uh, you're going to not die and um, go to heaven. Verse 6, but the righteousness which is of faith, faith in who? Faith in Christ, the word of God, speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Who's going to ascend into heaven? Well, of course, uh, all those that are in Christ, because Christ ascended into heaven. And if we accept him by faith in this world, well, then we're in Christ. And so who shall ascend into heaven? I mean, what a stupid question. Christ. And if we're in Christ, we're there too with him. But when they say that, they're saying that is to bring Christ down from above. No, he's above, and there's no way that we could ascend into the kingdom of heaven unless we were in him. So don't say who's going to ascend into heaven. Christ ascended into heaven, and he's the only one that ascends into heaven. That's why we have to be in Christ in order to be there. Nobody's going to ascend into the kingdom of heaven but Christ and if we're members of his body, then we're there as well. That is to bring Christ down from above. Don't think that way, sir or ma'am. Verse 7, or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. No, Christ is resurrected from the dead once, and you're to believe that. And if you do, you're in Christ, and Christ is in you. And you're sitting with him in heavenly places. Verse 8. But what saith it? What does it say? The word is very close to thee. Jesus is close to you. Even in your mouth. And in your heart. That is the word of faith. Which we preach. I'm preaching the word of God to you people. Because faith in God comes from preaching and teaching the word of God, if you receive it by faith. Verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, because he's raised up. Uh, You're not going to ascend into heaven by yourself. But if you believe in Christ, and Christ be in you, then you're saved. You're already ascended into the kingdom of heaven, but not of yourself. It's by the Holy Spirit and by the teaching of the Holy Spirit, which is Christ. He is the life-giving spirit, the quickening, the life-giving spirit. Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth. Uh, You can believe with your head, but that doesn't do much good. You have to believe in your heart. Uh, believeth unto righteousness, unto being ascended into heaven. Uh, And with thy mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Well, you have to confess the Lord to people. Tell them that you're saved, that you believe. 
Um, and uh, when you do that, then you're keeping the law of righteousness, which is uh, commended by God by giving you salvation and receiving you into heaven in his son, Christ Jesus. Well, uh, this is the end of this broadcast, and so this is the time that we pray. Now, those of you that want to believe God, instead of the, that you, there's any works or good works that you could do, you hear all kinds of people saying, well, I don't do any wrong, I don't do anything wrong to people, and uh, so therefore, I don't think God's going to give me a bad uh, situation when I go up there before him. That's your thoughts. But you, you don't get saved by your own thinking. We get saved by the word of God, believing it. So uh, say this prayer before God. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son, the son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I'm going to go and sin no more, as he, he tells me to, because he's given me the power to do so. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father God, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that all that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God, and call upon me, and you are calling upon him, I shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. I'll raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord and give him all the glory. And Sharon, tell our listening audience how they may acquire a copy of this program, number 649. Please specify whether you're on a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handwritten. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for another concise and precise instruction on the straight and narrow path into the kingdom of heaven so you can have do it one day at a time and here i am to you know we have to lean on the word of god that's the everlasting arms and here i am to sing with jd sumner and the stamps quartet leaning on the everlasting arms leaning on the everlasting what a fellowship, what a joy divine, being on the everlasting arm. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arm. I'm leaning, forever leaning, but one thing, secure from all alone. I'm leaning. I'm always leading on, oh yes I'm leading on the everlasting on. Oh how sweet to walk in this pilgrim way, 
Leaning on the everlasting on Oh, how bright the band rose from day to day Leaning on the everlasting on I'm leaning forever leaning on That's what safe and secure from our love I'm leaning on I'm always leaning on Oh, yes, I'm leaning on the everlasting on What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting on I have blessed peace with my Lord so dear Leaning on the everlasting on I'm leaning forever leaning That's why I'm safe and secure from all alone I'm leaning, I'm always leaning Oh, yes, I'm leaning on the everlasting arm. I'm leaning, forever leaning. That's why I'm safe and secure from all alone. I'm leaning, I'm always leaning. Oh, yes, I'm leaning on the everlasting arm. <laughs> 